Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good Monday morning to you. BWI is live and we've got some fun stuff coming up. I got my lumberjack shirt on because we're going to Wisconsin. There's a lot going on for the Nittany Lions uh, in the great state of Wisconsin. And our experts are joining us in just a minute to break all of that down. Uh, But of course, we're here live. So we want to hear from you. The chat is open. If you want to throw in some comments, you want to throw in some questions, we'll be taking those throughout the show. I'm Thomas Frankar, and I'm joined by industry experts. These are the leaders in Penn State recruiting information, Sean Fitz and Ryan Snyder of Blue White Illustrated. Gentlemen, good morning. Uh, Fitz, we were just talking about uh, early this morning getting a a, a, a surprise tweet, uh, not no, not the way we were expecting to start the day. 7.55, got the kid out the door, or kids out the door, was waiting to get the wife out the door, and all of a sudden, James Franklin comes calling. So uh, that was fun. It, it's not it's not a problem. Like, we get surprise commitments all the time. This one was not, I, I'll say problem. He was supposed to announce May fi- or May 1st. Like, mm. we're prepping for that. We've got a week to do that. You know, we've got time to get our picks in if we need to do that. Wisconsin just offered on Friday. You think he got a little bit of a of a gap there. Um, so, you know, you make some calls and, and he apparently wanted to get it done. Visited Oklahoma this weekend. I haven't said the kid's name yet. Garrett Sexton. Um, if you're just joining us and you missed everything else, uh, this morning, uh, committed to Penn state early this morning, went to Oklahoma this weekend. As I said, got the Wisconsin offer at the end of last week. Um, so a commitment video that we were expecting to do in a week, we get to do it today instead. So good times all around. Uh, got our Monday morning started with a with a jolt and some coffee, and uh, still working off of the uh, the ramifications of both. We will uh, get into the the disparity you see here on the YouTube channel, the industry ranking versus the on three ranking in just a little bit. But Ryan, I'm coming to you because you uh, just moments ago put up a story, bluewhiteillustrated.com for insiders. They can read that. Um, if you're not an insider, by the way, join us. It, you get uh, the, all the inside information, all the conversations, all the comments for twenty nine ninety nine from now to the start of football season. So, Ryan, what was your conversation and what was everything like talking to Garrett uh, today? Got you muted, bud. Oh, there, muted. No, that was Sorry. my bad. That I, was my bad. That one was on. I'm me. all over the place this morning. <laughs> I just so you guys know, I am all over the place this morning. So, uh, Sean, you might have to carry me a little bit here. Can't wait. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, this is a long time coming I, I, and by a long time i mean like what a couple weeks uh three mm-hmm. weeks you know obviously visits march 30th and really that visit just kind of set the tone he had that oklahoma visit this weekend but you know a lot of people felt that, that this was going to be a penn state uh commitment at some point whether that's uh 
uh, today or, or May 1 or whenever it may be. But, you know, just, just Penn State set the tone here. Great relationship with the coaching staff. I think that was a big part of it. Uh, he opened up a little bit about the the players that he got to meet and, and kind of how they impacted some things. And uh, now he's getting to know the committed guys as well. So uh, this, was, this was a player for Phil Troutwine who really rocketed up the board. I mean, this isn't, you know, we look at offers that are a little more recent compared to the guys who were offered, what, last summer uh, into the fall. And you always think um, – you know, these are the 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 plan B guy, right? Like that's kind of the, the phrase that 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 fans use, you know, just because yeah. they weren't one of the first offers. That's not the case here at all. This was a player who was playing quarterback over a year ago uh, as a sophomore. He plays offensive tackle for the first time this year. And uh, really, once the film kind of got out there and schools really took notice in January, uh, he's rocketed up uh, a lot of schools' boards. So Penn State beats out Iowa. They beat out Minnesota. They beat out Oklahoma. Of course, he did get that late Wisconsin offer. Uh, was surprised uh, Wisconsin took the time that they did, honestly. I don't know if it was the size or they want to see him in camp. Those are kind of the two things that, uh, you know, you, you've, we've heard through the grapevine. That, that And, hey, I mean, schools do that all the time. They, they want to gather as much information as possible. But, uh, look, he's, what, verified at 6'6", right? I mean, has, has a yeah. reach that's – uh, probably longer than my body. I mean, Jesus Christ, <laughs> he, he's, he's, he's huge. So, he's huge. um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I just, you know, when you look at the frame and, and, and you look at the information we had, I don't, there's no real concerns about whether he can add on weight, right? He's at like 245-ish right now. And he, he can easily get up to 280 or so. So was surprised it took Wisconsin as long as it did, but that's Penn State's gain. Not that Wisconsin would have won out if they offered earlier. I think Penn State certainly um, – you know, just just one out from a relationship perspective here. But uh, Phil Chotwine is incredibly happy to have him. And hey, by the way, from an on three perspective, he's now the third rated player in this class. Yeah, this is uh, this is a big move. I, I'm going to throw this up here for just a second again, because I do want to get back to this. Uh, the disparity between the industry ranking and the on three ranking where he's 115 and the 13th offensive tackle in the nation versus 27 and 427 in the industry ranking. That is just the, there needs to be an update by everyone else, right? Fitz, this is this is not necessarily that there's as much of a split opinion as there is. His film is new, his position is new, and this is going to take a little bit of time to catch up. This should even out, I imagine, because watching his film, I, I'm in love. You give me length and you give me athleticism like that at the left tackle position, and that to me screams a guy who. I think it's properly rated by on three or do you agree with that? Or is there, is there, is there some sort of um, discord disconnect about, uh, about Sexton? No, I think it's still early pre-camp season. Uh, of course uh, you probably, when, when you're rating guys, you rate from the South to the North because those guys can do those camps in February down in Miami. And then, you know, you can't do that in green Bay and or Madison or wherever uh, in Wisconsin in, in February. So I think that it will, I think it will generally rise. The industry ranking will generally rise. I talked to Charles power a little bit about this. I mean, it's a complete projection. He's 240 pounds. Like he's right. six pounds away from where he's going to be. And that's perfectly fine. Like you don't need to bring in a guy that's 315 pounds as a high school senior. I, I can't wait to see, uh, the projection here because like I'm a fan of the guys that you build up rather than the guys that you have to tear down and then build back up. Yeah. Uh, but but there's no prototype here. You can have success with a guy that's 300 pounds when he's a senior. You can have success with uh, one of those like typical Mac guys that they take it 230 pounds, they turn him into an offensive tackle. So there's, there's no like generic formula to, to produce a high level offensive tackle, but you look at the feet. You look at the the athleticism. He's got both of those guys. Very active 
uh, blocking. Also, a guy that really doesn't look like he knows what he's doing yet. And I say that in an endearing way because he's yep. going to continue to learn uh, how to pl- how to set, how to block, um, all that kind of stuff. And and that's what's exciting when you talk about projecting this guy in the long run. So I'm really interested to see the next uh, couple of years of his transformation. As Ryan wrote a year, I think a year ago, he's about 185 pounds. So uh, it's kind of the same jump that I made from 185 to 220 or 240. I'm sure he looked exactly the same. Uh, <laughs> here's, and he probably did it slightly different, but uh, here's here's where he's at right now. So I'm excited to see all these little boxes that we've checked uh, with Garrett Sexton because he looks like uh, he has a top. He, he looks like he could be a top level offensive tackle. Again, if you're looking for a finished product, this is not it. If you're looking yep. for a guy to come in and play right away, this is not it. He's going to take a year or two, um, continue to develop and. It's about how he keeps that athleticism and he keeps those feet uh, playing at 290, 300 pounds. I, I agree with you, and I like those late developing athletes because I think it does give them the opportunity, gives them the chance to really solidify some of those movement skills and then add the weight on in a, in a more, I don't know if you call it natural way to be 300 pounds, but more natural than, than having all that weight early on in your life. Um, the, the other thing that I, I watched a little bit of his uh, high school film today, and I think it's a pretty good offensive system. That he, despite not knowing how to play the position specifically, he he does seem to be aware of what he's supposed to be doing, and I like that because that gives him an advantage of it looks like it's a, it's a pretty good offensive system from a run perspective of they teach things properly. He's able to get into certain specific blocking schemes and uh, execute them without great technique and with still great violence and length. Ryan, anything else that stands out to you about um, how this relationship developed with Phil Troutwine and how this uh, kind of came together so quickly, given Penn State doesn't normally get these guys in terms of winning over Iowa, Minnesota, and I know Wisconsin is late into the game, but this has got to be a pretty good feeling for Penn State fans knowing Midwest offensive line schools didn't win to get this up-and-coming athlete that both Fitz and I seem to be super high on. Yeah, just consistency, man. That's really, and that's the name of the game for for so many Penn State Penn State commitments. Uh, you know, not that other schools weren't consistent on him, uh, but Penn State is a every other day. You know, talking to these guys, and I think that was a big part of it. And then it's not just Trotline. You know, it's it's, it's Franklin. Uh, it's it's really the entire offensive staff. I mean, they 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 did a group call last night with pretty much. Uh, I, I don't know every single person that was on it, but it wasn't just Trout Wide and Franklin. You know, it's 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 a group uh, recruitment, and, and that's how it always is at Penn State. So I think that was just a big part of it. And then you know, when you get on campus, uh, you set the bar incredibly high. I'll also add the business school perspective. He wants to major in business, and and as we've seen so many times with engineering majors, with business majors, you know, schools that Penn State really excels at, or uh, majors that Penn State really excels at. Uh, that that always plays a big role as well. So I also just realized I had my sunglasses on my head. So yeah, you wear your sunglasses. It's been one of those mornings. and in the morning. <laughs> just when I'm taking my kids to daycare and then running downstairs to type up another story. Um, yeah, been I'm going for the Monday. Greg Pickle look. <laughs> yes, it has been. Uh, we got Steven here in the chat. He says, another very fine Monday morning and Wisconsin. I may need to let it rest a few days before I talk to my nephew and niece, both UW grads. Wow. So Steven's got all <laughs> kinds of Big Ten connections. He's a regular here and apparently uh, well-connected in Wisconsin, you know, as uh, as I the great state of Wisconsin, not, not Washington, Wisconsin. Um, we got a couple more. Here, uh, here, Tom says she'll be worried these Wisconsin guys are flip problems down the line if Wisconsin gets rolling this season. Uh, Fitz, new coaching staff at Wisconsin, uh, is that a fair 
concern that maybe once they get things up and running and that they they have present more of a threat to flip some of these guys I mean, you, you got to keep keep in the back of your mind. I mean, that's kind of how things work with uh, with new staffs. I will say puzzling introduction to Wisconsin for the fickle staff. And I'm not going to speak for them because they they have the reasons, I'm sure. Uh, we're not really pursuing Donovan Harbor. Uh, they just offered Sexton on Friday. And I mean, it's not like they don't know about him. They've got a commitment from his teammate that uh, is also in the 2024 class. Um, and then mixed reviews on whether or not they're going after Corey Smith, who's going to uh, announce on Friday and Penn state leads on the, uh, on three RPM. So very, uh, I don't want to say question. Like I said, I, I don't want to speak for them because it, like if this, if the situation was flipped, I'm sure we'd have more information on why they're not going after these guys, but just very, it, it runs um, counterintuitive to what we've seen with new staff. Sometimes when a new staff comes in, you want to endear yourself to the in-state uh, schools. You want to, you, flesh out those relationships and things like that. So maybe you expand your borders a little bit in terms of what you do to take a prospect from the, in, from the state. And it seems like they've gone in the opposite direction, which is, you know, it's different. It's a different approach. So we will see if that works or not. And maybe it's just a situation where they've done their evaluations. They are hardlining their evaluations and and they're fine with, you know, uh, not taking those guys. It's, it's completely plausible. And it's really funny to see the, you know, the reaction from one side versus the other when, you know, we've seen this on this side as well. You know, Penn State came in, they did their dominate the state mantra and things like that. So I think that they did open that net up a little bit wider, took some guys that maybe they wouldn't have taken if their evaluations were what they are today. So um, very interesting to see this little back and forth online um, over the last few weeks uh, with Wisconsin, with Pennsylvania. But I'm, I'm sure they have their reasons. Luke Fickles damn good coach. I mean, they've done some really, really, really good things um, at Cincinnati. And I guess they're trying to make that work at Wisconsin as well. Um, what's interesting to me, and we're off of Sexton here a little bit, is you've got Catholic Memorial, which is which is where Donovan Harbor and Corey Smith are. You've also got Owen Strebig, who is a 2025, who looks very, very good, visited Penn State in the spring. So what does that do for the relationship there? Does that open the door up for a little um, for other schools to, to sneak in there? So just little things that you wonder how it's going to impact how they do business down the line. Um, if, if it's as simple as making their evaluations and sticking to it, I commend them for it. Like that's that's a very tough thing to do in the situation that they're in. But they find themselves, um, you know, with this uh, perception that they're losing the state already. And that's not a that's not a good thing, whether they wanted this kid or didn't want this kid or, or, or lukewarm on, on one or one or two kids. Uh, subscribe to BlueWhiteIllustrated.com for more information on Garrett Sexton and his commitment to the Nittany Lions. Of course, we'll have a T. Frank's film room. There's a backlog of those going on right now because of this recruiting run, but we will be getting to all of them. So make sure you subscribe. And if, of course, if you're watching this, please like the video. Okay, another question here. I'm going to modify this for Ryan. Jacob Reynolds asked, do you think O-line recruiting will help draw the next big QB prospect, or is that going to hinge more on the QB play? Ryan, I'm going to actually modify this a little yeah. bit. Go from quarterback. Does this put pressure on another offensive lineman now that we've had? I, I know Caleb Brewer is listed as an athlete, but three offensive line body types commit in the last 10 days. Do you think that puts pressure for uh, a William Satterwhite or another player at tackle that might want to join the class? Do you think that puts any added pressure of these guys wanting to join? Potentially. Uh, I, I, Satterwhite, not as much. 
Kevin Haywood, not as much just because they seem set on their ways and they're, they've been, you know, Pence has been recruiting them for how long and telling them for how long now that, you know, they're, they're top targets. So, uh, but I mean, I'm sure uh, there's a wide, wide net at offensive tackle and, you know, we'll, we'll keep digging on that here in the coming days. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if there's, there's somebody down the road, whether it's a uh, Kai Greer and Egan Boyer, um, you know, maybe not Aiden Lynch, we're trying to think of some other guys uh, who could potentially, Grant Bricks, yeah, that's a good one there. Uh, just you know, guys like that uh, that that you know we know Penn State's high on. Uh, we know the player likes them too, but just kind of gone under the radar a little bit. Um, I think we have a pretty good feel for Haywood and, and Satterway. Uh, just just as the answer to the QB question, I mean, I, it's to me, it's just all about Drew Aller, right? Drew Aller yeah. performs this year. I think it'll help them. I mean, obviously, you know, we have a guy like Van Buren who will probably announce before them. Penn State just handed out another quarterback offer. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute, but uh, to me, it's. Penn State's going to get another five-star quarterback at some point. Drew Aller needs to needs to reach his potential on the field this year, and and that's really how I think we'll see that um, you know play out. I mean, to me, uh, I don't see any five-star quarterbacks or any elite quarterbacks in the twenty twenty-four class. Quality guys, right? Van Buren's a, a quality four-star guy. Uh, Ethan uh, is it. Grunkmeyer? I can't Grunkmeyer. I'm trying to remember his last name. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a guy who's certainly moving up. And and I think uh, you know, we'll we'll see him potentially move up in the rankings here in the coming weeks. But uh if Penn State's gonna land a five-star player, you know, it's gonna be like a cutter bowly in the 2025 class, something like that. Uh we have, by the way, in the chat here, let me pull this up because this was uh uh very interesting for me. And I am going to miss it. All right, no, here we go. Corey Smith in the chat says, way to go Arrowhead, Wisconsin, with uh, with an emoji. Let's move on to Corey Smith spelled a very different way. The pick is in for Corey Smith. There is an RPM pick uh, from one of the two of you in the chat. So please reveal yourself and your reasons for why you're saying Corey Smith is going to be a Nittany Lion. Well, both of us have picks in, I believe. Oh. Uh, Sean, you put one in, right? Yes, I oh, did. I put one in last right. week. Yeah. Well, the latest one was yeah. from you, right, Ryan? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and this was one that we could have easily made after the blue white game. Uh, you know, I've talked about it before. I thought he was going to commit at the blue white game and, you know, just family just wanted to make sure, Hey, yeah, let's, let's, let's just talk about a little bit more of the days and weeks ahead. Uh, but he is, I think Donovan Harbor is a Nittany Lion because Corey Smith's going to be a Nittany Lion. I think that friendship there has had a big impact on Harbor committing. Uh, Harbor decided not to waste any time, and and I expect Corey Smith to, to be a Nittany Lion here in the days ahead. Uh, you know, he's been pretty high on Jaywan Sider's board. There's a, just like just like it, wide receiver and offensive tackle. I feel like Sider's handed out a, a ton of offers, and, and that's kind of gotten narrowed down to uh, a handful of guys. Of course, uh, Quinton. Quentin Martin's already committed, but uh, man, he loves his jump cuts. I, I saw everybody yeah. talking about the jump cuts on the board this week. Uh, <laughs> lots of like there. I mean, I, 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 I'd be that is the deepest cut of inside jokes on the blue white illustrated <laughs> message board. <laughs> it is. So, I mean, obviously I, Corey's a guy I got to watch more film on and, and, and kind of learn more about. It's been such rapid fire here lately that we're just trying to figure out who's visiting and who's committing. And then, uh, you know, as far as kind of evaluating those players, we'll, we'll get to that when things slow down, if things ever seem to slow down. But uh, yeah, th this looks good for good for Penn State. I think Sean and I are both on the same page. He should be a Nittany Lion on Friday. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. 
BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, Fitz, uh, Corey Smith, th- there's there's a lot of tools here. It's interesting because watching the film and, and watching a little bit of him in games, you see so many good things you like, but there's not one defining trait. Catron Allen, his vision, his balance. Nick Singleton, his speed. Other guys that we've, we've uh, commented on before, it seems like they have... Um, a specific skill set, and Corey just seems very well-rounded. What is it about him, do you think, that, that kind of sets him apart as the guy that Penn State is after now that they have Quinton Martin on board as that athlete-slash-running back? Well, it, it's funny because we, we list Quinton Martin as an athlete-slash-running back, and that's kind of what Corey Smith is on the flip side. He's a, he's a guy that you could probably put in the slot. You know, you can move him around, catch passes, do things like that, work him out of the backfield. Kind, uh, kind of similar to uh, Cameron Wallace in this last class. Um, I like that. You know, you just kind of does everything right. And I, you, you like those guys. You like the the build. He's going to continue to build up maybe in, the, in a Devin Ford mold or what we thought Devin Ford could be. So that's where I'm looking with Corey Smith kind of just does it all really, really well. Um, you know, I don't think he's going to come out and run a four, two, five or run a four, three or anything like that, but that's, you know, he's, he's fast enough to get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm very curious to see, you know, how he grows. Um, you know, we, the, the Devin Ford comparison is, is kind of, one that I like to stay away from because of how it turned out with Devin, but Devin was yeah. a fantastic high school player. Like you put him anywhere. Um, they played him in the, in the slot. They played him out, wide out as a senior. So like you can put him anywhere. I think you can do that with Corey Smith. Very, very versatile guy. Um, compliment to the room does, does a really nice job. And I think that, you know, as Penn state continues to, um, you know, diversify its running back room, you've got different backs in Catron and Singleton. You're, you've got different backs in, um, I, th- I think you've got different backs in London Montgomery and Cameron Wallace. It's tough to say yeah. because L- London missed his entire senior season. Now you've got different styles in Quentin Martin and Corey Smith. If Corey Smith does indeed jump on board. So, um, I, I, I think it would be a good pickup for Penn state. Uh, I think it's a very interesting run in Wisconsin and, uh, yeah, they've done a nice job with, with establishing a pipeline in a spot where they really haven't gotten much. <laughs> I mean, Jerry Cross came in, Robert Windsor a few years ago. Um, yeah. it's, it's been interesting to see that all flood at once and uh, to coincide with a coaching change in state and not a coaching change in state where you have a reputation. Like Paul, when Paul Chris went there, like nobody was scared because he didn't they didn't have that reputation as like recruiters. Fickle's got yeah. a reputation as a recruiter, developer, all that kind of stuff. So it's just it's kind of mind boggling when you take a look at it, but Penn state making the most of it and doing a, a really good job and getting those guys to campus. Smith has visited twice. Sexton came in for what a two day visit at the end of March. And that seemingly was enough to get him over the board. Harbor came in for a spring game and that was pretty much it. Like that, that's how they've made a quick impression uh, on these guys from Wisconsin. I would say that uh, it's a pretty good sign that his mom, for all of you listening on the replay on our <laughs> YouTube, on the, on the, on the, podcast side that Corey Smith from earlier is in fact Corey's mom Corey Smith spelled with an IE so uh, pretty good sign I, I, I do like there's one thing I want to add just we'll do a full T Frank's film room when the time comes if the time comes but um, making players miss 
That is the number one mm-hmm. job of the running back, making the safety miss and getting extra yardage. For as good as they've been, I think Penn State's running backs, even the ones on the roster right now, one thing that they need to prove is that they need to make people miss and get yards after they do so. Catron Allen was good at that last year. Sometimes maybe didn't have the explosiveness to get all of those yards, and Nick Singleton could explode past guys and make a miss by just running past them, but still needs to work on breaking tackles and getting those extra yards. Corey looks like he's a guy that has a number of skills in his tool belt to break tackles and get yards after the play. And that's an invaluable skill no matter how fast you are, no matter how big you are. It's kind of one of those innate things that um, often, that, that running backs have and some of them struggle with. Um, so we'll talk about him a little bit more as that story progresses. But another big one for Penn State fans, we talked about quarterback a little bit earlier. We've talked about Michael Van Buren several times. So he's released his top three. Uh, Ryan, what's your read on this situation heading into official visit season? Yeah, very interesting one because he's going back to Oregon, I think, this upcoming weekend. Uh, so this one... You know, Sean, I didn't put picks into this one uh, once he, you know, d- opened up about committing. What was it, July eighth, Sean? July 8th, is that the commitment yeah. date? I think it is. Yeah, and you know, obviously, we felt we learned he was on campus for a surprise visit that Sean happened to stumble upon, uh, and you know, right after that, right, everyone's like, oh, you know, what's he up here for? Is he is he filming a commitment? What you know, what what's what's this all about? And, you know, since then, he's gone to Oregon and he's about to go back to Oregon. So that certainly grabs my attention. And then last night, is it Boga, Sean? I, I, the uh, the other quarterback? Yeah, quarterback from Arizona. Yeah, Boga. Yeah. And this has been coming. He, he, and, yeah, delayed his he decision. He announces he's not going to commit. Go ahead, Sean. Take it. Take yeah, it. delayed his decision. Sorry. He was, he was going to commit uh, next Friday. I think all signs pointed to Oregon. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's made a change and this was something that was in the works before he went, uh, over the weekend for the spring game or no, he, he went for a visit. Um, so Van Buren two weekends in a row, that doesn't sound good for Penn state. I mean, you, you look at, uh, what they've been able to do and he's always been high on Oregon, you know, let's, let's not get wrong here. It, was, it always seemed like it would be Penn state or Oregon, but it seemed like things were trending after that last visit to Penn state closer to home you know a lot of things make sense for penn state there but yeah i can't can't say that one sounds good for penn state right now just uh two weekends in a row cross country let's let's do some logic building here and it's uh it's mm-hmm. not not ideal for the Nittany lions so oh, by I, the way they offered a player this last week they did so let's let's dig into that a little bit tell me a little bit more about that situation then ryan yeah, I, I, we're, I'm in the process of learning it. Uh, I'm hoping to have a story up on Ethan later today. Uh, one of Brad Mandler's up-and-coming uh, protégés, right? So you have that that former uh, – of course, for anyone who doesn't know Brad, he's, he was Drew Aller's trainer, still is Drew Aller's uh, quarterback trainer. So there's a great, there's a great relationship there with Mike Yurchich. Uh Penn State offering him last week certainly grabs my attention, uh, but I don't want to overthink it either because we've always expected them to potentially take two quarterbacks. It's just the timing of it is very interesting. Now, also, he was the maybe the first quarterback that Yurchich wanted to see throw uh, during the spring evaluation period. I'm not sure if there was one or two others out there, but I know he was absolutely one of the first. He's the first to, to get an offer right out of it too. And the other thing I'll add with Ethan, he's, he has been on campus multiple times. He camped with Penn State twice, uh, also took a, a spring visit last year. So there is a relationship there, uh, maybe just compared to some other guys that that'll pop up later on. But uh, 6'2", 190 uh, from Olatangi, uh, which is uh, – yeah, I think there's there's multiple Olatangis, I believe, like high schools um, throughout the, uh, the Columbus area there. Um, yeah, he's been – so we had a brief talk the other day. He's been to a Penn State whiteout game 
And you know what the Penn State Whiteout game that he attended? The 2016 one. And you know how wow. you know how you know why he was in you know why he was in attendance? Ohio State, <laughs> which I found very interesting. Uh, not that that matters at any point in, in yeah. recruiting anymore, but I, I found that uh, intriguing. Uh, what was he, he 11 at the time? Columbus. I, I'm not I'm sure. I'm trying to do to, the math to... right now. He's probably 17. Yeah. That was, uh, uh, yeah, he was probably 10 or 11 at the time. So that's, yeah. oh, wow. I feel old. But that's cool. I mean, it's cool that he was able to attend a whiteout game, right? I think that was kind of the the big takeaway from it. And not only that, he was he attended the whiteout game over the last decade that uh, I think everybody um, you know points back to as as one of the best experiences they've had in Beaver Stadium. So uh, we'll see what that means for his recruitment. Uh, Minnesota certainly seems to be in a mix. He's told me he went to Northwestern Indiana as well, but uh, he's going to get back on campus here very soon. And uh, as long as some of these visits go well, I wouldn't be shocked if Penn State surges to the top. So is it fair to say Penn State's quarterback board, which was never closed at any point, is even more wide open after this fits? Or um, how do you feel about the situation heading now into the end of April, beginning of May? Yeah, I think it is open. You know, you've got obviously Van Buren still there, still plugging away on Luke Romanhoek. You know, you've, you're, you're not going to give up on that one, given all the time that you've put into uh, to that one. Uh, Samaj Jones, I, I think Samaj Jones is going to go to West Virginia. But like, you know, this maybe opens the door a little bit for him. Grunkemeyer makes sense. Grunkemeyer has the feel or the look of like once he gets the opportunity to do so, I could see him being in this class. Minnesota offered last week. You mentioned Northwestern Indiana offers. Uh, so, you know, he's got he's got good tape. His size is is not anything to to write home about. Just under 6'2", I believe, 190. Uh, good arm. But they're going to trust Brad on this one. Like uh, Mike really, really feels strongly that he does a good job training up his guys. One of the first stops every time he goes out on the road is to go see those guys throw. And and Grunkmeyer is, is a guy that fits that that profile. So I think it is a guy that yeah, Ryan kind of said this earlier, like we were expecting him to go see more quarterbacks, offer more quarterbacks. But we kind of did that with the expectation that one of the quarterbacks in the class would end up being Michael Van Buren, and then they would take another one on top of that. So We'll see if that uh, remains to be the case uh, with uh, with the latest developments with Van Buren. You're kind of wondering where the, where they're looking right now, and and Grunkmeyer was one of the first ones they went out and saw. Not to uh, toot our own horn, but uh, one of the first interviews in the Penn State sphere that uh, Brad Mandler did was here on the BWI Daily Edition. So if you want more information <laughs> on Penn State quarterbacks, you want to be in the know, this is the place to be. Also, uh, guys, we are taking the James Franklin approach to uh, morning shows because we have not one but two Penn State, uh, potential Penn State recruits, moms in the chat, not only Corey Smith, who might commit to the Nittany Lions, but also uh, Latasha Harbor, Donovan Harbor's mom, and she wants to correct and uh, says, uh, I'm sorry, Donnie's mom. So apparently he goes by Donnie Harbor. So we are killing it with the moms, which has always been the strategy. That's the key. <laughs> That's always the key, yeah. <laughs> uh, anything, we had Kenny... Anything- wasn't Kenny in the chat last week? Kenny Wilson. Kenny was like, in a couple oh, weeks ago. Like yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, anything left on previewing uh, official visit season? Anything upcoming that you guys are interested in dissecting or previewing? Because that's, you know, evaluation period is right now, and I'm, I'm sure we'll see more offers and things like that. But the next big ticket item, official visit weekend, when they're all the photos come out. Then you get all the good juju vibes coming after that. Anything mm-hmm. you guys want to set up for that yeah. time coming up, Ryan? Yeah, I'll take that. Uh, so uh, if you go over to the site now, we, we confirmed a massive visual visit this morning. Uh, of course, 
going to ask you guys to subscribe as always to, to learn the latest on that one. But uh, he's certainly a player that I think everybody would recognize and, and we're happy to see that he is now locked in for an official visit. We had another player last week too, uh, who's locked in who I won't touch on and again, really push if you guys to subscribe. We, we, we appreciate it. But the one player I will mention publicly is David Polly Polly, the defensive lineman out of Hempfield, who of course is uh, outside of Lancaster PA. Uh, he came up for an unofficial visit about, uh, what was it? Almost two weeks ago now. And, uh, you know, has has locked in an official visit with Penn State. Uh, Michigan has also locked in an official visit with Penn State with with Poly Poly as well. And I do feel pretty good that those two schools are certainly uh, rising to the top there. So let's see how things play out. Uh, I, I do. I wouldn't be shocked uh, if he sets another official visit or two with other schools. But right now, it feels like Michigan uh, and Penn State are, are clearly at the top there with Poly Poly, and uh, Penn State certainly pushing hard. Both schools are pushing hard. Uh, and look, the defensive tackle again. I think I've mentioned every position now. That's incredibly important. Offensive tackle, uh, wide receiver. Uh, well, running back board was really big too, and then you know defensive tackle. Um, th th these are these are all positions that Penn State plans to take multiple guys. Defensive tackle could be maybe three or so. So they they want to get guys uh, on board here as soon as possible. Fitz, you have anything, or we uh, we can get on to the next thing if you don't. I think it's interesting. Before we get to official visit season, May twenty first, the Elite Eleven Regional is coming to State College, State College Area High School, and that is interesting to me because the the visit window is still open. So. You know, if Penn State wants to have quarterbacks come and not throw for them, not work out for them, but come to campus maybe the Friday that or the, that Friday or Saturday, or I think the camp is actually on Sunday, um, come to campus, check some things out, and that might open the door to get some more quarterbacks in here, more guys that are looking to get into that Elite Eleven fraternity type thing. I expect Grunk Meyer to be back on campus uh, that weekend to throw, I believe. Um, and some others, or I'm I'm mixing it up with some some other quarterbacks that I've talked to, but uh, I think that's going to open <laughs> the door a little bit to get some guys back on campus this weekend or that weekend um, to maybe expand the quarterback board there. Um, and and I know it's it's four weeks out, something like that. So um, it it kind of you're going to get impatient waiting for those things, but it's nice to have that in your backyard. It's nice. It's yeah. nice to get that uh, going. They used to have the state college Nike camp uh, every year, and it brought a lot of guys from all over the region. The elite 11 is interesting because it doesn't have to be regional guys. Like it doesn't have to be guys from new England and Pennsylvania and Jersey and all those things. You might see some guys pop up from Florida or pop up from Texas or pop, pop up from, you know, anywhere in the country. And that's going to help you. So in terms of quarterback recruiting, uh, like I said, you, you were kind of leaning on to the fact that you thought, that uh, Van Buren was going to be in this class. Maybe it opens up a little bit, but maybe you get a little bit back from the State College uh, Elite 11 camp where you get some quarterbacks on campus May, the weekend of May 21st. It's interesting. It just jarred my memory. Last year's quarterback situation went deep, 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 deep into the summer. I mean, we were there at Jackson Smollick coming to Penn State, camping with the Nittany Lions, getting an offer and accepting it all the way late into late July, early August. So it's been dramatic for the last 18 months, and it looks like it's going to be pretty dramatic this summer as well. So it's always exciting when there's quarterback news and then when there's quarterback drama. Uh, our next segment uh, went pretty well last week, so I want to get into this again. We're going to read what you guys wrote and then react to it. So all the players we're going to talk about here, Fitz and Ryan have written already about it, bluewhiteillustrated.com, part of our premium access stuff. So 
we're going to take bits and pieces of that. We're not going to give you everything here. But we are going to talk about these players. We're going to, um, you know, get a little bit deeper on some of these things. Maybe add a little bit of context that maybe wasn't in the article. Have a conversation about some of these players. So I'm going to sit back and I'm going to let you guys uh, take a look at who you want to talk about first and uh, which players and, and kind of you guys can direct this part of the conversation. I'll just uh, sit back and, and kind of uh, fiddle with stuff over here on the side. So, Ryan, if you want to take it away and uh, as our yeah, second start. host, uh, you can you can lead the conversation here. Well, I'm not very good at hosting, so let's not set the bar too high there. Uh, Elijah Newby, I'll start with, though, just a uh, linebacker prospect out of Connecticut, came up to Penn State. Uh, man, what was that now? I think April 10th, I want to say. Uh, for a personal day with the staff, he was, I think, the only player on campus that day, which is, which is, uh, from the talks I've been having now, uh, and as we often see, you know, when they get the whole staff uh, to, to their own uh, on a day, it really has a big impact. But uh, I think the big thing to know with with Elijah uh, is, is those 100 meter times that everybody's going crazy about. Uh, he's run multiple. Uh, he, first off, he's six three two oh five and has run multiple 100 meter times under 11 seconds. I mean, there's even a, a hand time out there of 10 six, which is just insane uh, for, for a player that size. So just certainly seems like a guy who's moving up Penn State's board quite a bit. Uh, he's been in Nebraska. Nebraska seems to, to, to be a serious player there. Uh, I, believe, I believe he also went to Duke. Uh, but he still has a, a lot to kind of figure out, uh, a quality offer sheet. Uh, but this feels like a guy who, if Penn State's going to push hard for, and right now it feels like they are, uh, that Penn State should be in a good position with. So keep an eye on him here in the summer ahead. Sean, I'll go into Xavier Porter as well, uh, defensive lineman out of Tampa Catholic. Another guy who I do expect to take an official visit to Penn State in the summer. Uh, interesting kid. First off, awesome kid. Uh, interviewing him, I was really impressed um, just a very smart individual, guy who absolutely would fit Penn State uh, really well. You know, one thing I guess the only the one concern, excuse me, is that he recently got measured at like a little under six two at two sixty five. So as a defensive lineman, you know, Penn State obviously wants to see guys uh, above that six two range, maybe six three or so. So I, 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 Penn State's. I'm not going to say that's going to scare Penn State away. Penn State will obviously be wanting to get him on campus and verify their own measurements as well. Uh, but that's one thing to keep in mind with there. I know he has an official visit set to Penn State for the summer. Uh, Kansas is another school who also has an official visit set with him. And then there's Oklahoma and Florida State. Those are the two schools. He's been to Oklahoma already. Florida State, he's been to multiple times. Those feel like the other schools who are, are firmly in the mix here. So uh, just another defensive lineman to get to know. But really until he gets on campus, it's hard to, to pinpoint exactly where he's at on Penn State board and obviously his interest in Penn State as well but uh, I expect him to be here later this year I'd say being a little bit shorter though I like his length just watching here on film I think he's got mm -hmm. good length for his size so that's that's a bonus for him yeah yeah for sure yeah. we'll see uh, how things play out Sean go ahead is there anybody you want to talk about no I was just I with Porter I was surprised you know I know he's been to some places maybe measured a little bit shorter like watching his tape told me six three i'd buy that he's six three but uh it doesn't seem to be the case and that's and that's important because you've got guys that you're not going to get on campus unless you take you know use official visits we saw it last year uh they brought in the, the linebacker last year that we thought was ready to commit to penn state and he ended up being 175 pounds and it's just like you can't mm -hmm. you can't take that kid now so yeah. um that's kind of where you, things stand with some of those guys that aren't going to get on campus before uh, official visit season. So we'll, it's very much wait and see with Porter, you know, if he gets in, has good size, fits in with what you're trying to do. And I think that's the other thing. It's not just like 
it's not just data points. We're not just plugging spreadsheets into a, into a, a database to see if they work. It's got to be a personality fit, got to be a family fit, got to be, you know, if you're, if you're a thousand miles from home, you, you have to be able to be comfortable and be fit in here. So I think that's uh, important to learn with Xavier Porter. Um, yeah, as that official visit list continues to grow, remember to check it out on bluewhiteillustrated.com. I know Ryan's been all over that. As he said, announced another big one today. Um, you know, other than that, uh, I, I had a Kelvin Ryan interview that ran over the weekend. Um, yeah, I was kind of distanced from the site all weekend, had some family stuff to take care of. So, um, but I got the, the Ryan stuff up there. Interesting kid, because uh, you look at his athleticism, you look at his size, you know, everything you like. Uh, he was up for the blue white game. He was up uh, last year for camp, ran like a four or five for the staff in camp. So athleticism, definitely there, definitely there. Quarterback numbers, you know, completion percentage, a little lower. Um, good. The, 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 record the team record not great you know but he throws some nice balls on film be very interested to see his development um ryan you've also or you've often mentioned when we talk about kelvin ryan his scouting numbers you see his uh you know his testing camp stuff and you were wondering why penn state didn't offer until this spring I, I, there's questions about whether or not he's going to be a quarterback at the next level and uh i think he you, you see some things like this this throw right here very good throw um but then you wonder, you know, how does that sort of come together with completion percentage with the record, all that stuff. So very interesting prospect here in Keldon Ryan. I think he's going to be back in May or June. Maybe it comes to that Elite 11 camp, works out. Uh, maybe it comes to regular camp, works out, sees where it works. So um, very curious to see how this goes. He's a 2025 prospect, so there is time. Um, but he's got a lot of – I think he checks a number of boxes, but maybe just doesn't have the full array of, of everything right there. So it'll be interesting to watch that one. Um, coming out of Texas in 2025. Yeah, his highs are very high. Like yeah. watching those highlight film throws, uh, decision-making, accuracy, like he reads the defense perfectly. I love a lot of what I see there, but you're right. Like it is about the quarterback is as much as the offensive line is down to down consistency. How good can you be from play to play? Because you got to be on all the time. Mm -hmm. Ryan, I want to go back to Newbie um, because the the numbers you gave were staggering. And, you know, when you throw that in with Luke Reynolds, like what is in the New England water up there? Why are there so mm -hmm. many awesome athletes? Because these aren't the first Easy. two really good athletes to come out of that New England prep school system. I think the New England prep school system is getting better. Would you agree with yeah. that, Sean? I mean, just compared to five, six, seven years ago, I think they are becoming a more attractive option. Obviously, you have the the Smith twins. They came from Kentucky. I mean, I don't think Penn State's going to be in the mix with them a whole lot. But uh, I, think it's just, I just think that they are becoming a more attractive option to not just guys – Maryland to Ohio, you know, it kind of was guys already in that area. Uh, now they're kind of expanding a little bit more and, and uh, you know, just becoming, uh, like I said, a more attractive option. The guys really up and down the East coast, but it's also just a good year uh, for, for players in that area. I mean, I, I think that's just something else to note. Of course you have Benedict Ume, who is really from Canada. That helps as well. You yep. see more and more uh, top Canadian players. Uh, I think just the whole, Toronto, Ottawa area is kind of getting more and more into the the uh, uh, the, the prospect scene. Although they've always been there, we're just I think we're seeing more results or more high caliber guys, and a lot of them are being funneled to the New England schools as well. So uh, I just think I think it's a combination of things, man. They're they're getting the attention of more players. It's a good year, and then you add in some of the Canadian players who are coming over. Uh, that's why you're seeing an uptick in, in more talent at those schools. And and you've seen in the last uh, ten years, maybe this was. Petty School, Hun School, Blair Academy, stuff like that in Jersey. Now you're seeing it in New England, and and those coaches up there 
have made it a point to go out and get players. Like this is not a situation mm -hmm. where, um, you know, it, it kind of breeds, you know, success breeds success, but at the same time they've gone out and they've done it. Like they've been, uh, very firm, uh, like on the front foot in terms of getting these guys to, to schools like that. Uh, you mentioned those guys. I mean, Fryermuth came from New York, went to new, new England prep school. Uh, Andrew Rappelier did the same thing. So you've, you've got guys that have been success stories at a number of schools up there. And uh, you know, it's, it's sort of, rotates uh, which school is the strongest. I know Cheshire is really strong this year. Um, you know, we've seen other other schools that have popped up and done a really nice job. Um, and, you know, you continue to see that and they've done a nice job. I, I don't want to use the R word in terms of like how they get those kids there, but like kids are now seeing that as a potential destination and, and mm -hmm. coaches are, are pushing hard to get them there and it's legal to do so. So uh, we will see what happens in the New England prep school. I know Doan wrote about it last uh, a week or two ago, and things are just like on the uptick there. And it's and it's good coaching, good development, things like that. And you know, it's convenient for Penn State to get, keep getting those kids down. Um, yeah. You mentioned uh, newbie. There's like five or six guys at this one school, at Cheshire Academy, that are Penn State level or you know this level. Uh, of prospects so you know they're going to send a couple of coaches through there they're going to send some guys to work you know to watch these guys work out and you know so far it's uh it, it's been pretty good for penn state it's been pretty good for some other schools i know michigan hammered that area under don brown you know he was very interested in that and now he's of course uh coaching up there as well but uh yeah there's a there's a lot to like in new england it, it's almost you know you, you would rather funnel those kids that are going to go somewhere else up there than have them go down to img or right somewhere else like that. So I think that's worked out so far for Penn State. It helps that Penn State is one of the, the biggest schools in the Northeast. And I know if you include Michigan and Ohio State in the Northeast, that it's the same schools they're recruiting against uh, otherwise. But Penn State has seemed to do very well in that area. Last question for me on the show today. And Fitz, I'm going to come back to you for this one. Xavier Porter, and we mentioned, seems like he had good length, seems like he's pretty big on film. But if he is, you know, 6'1"-ish, maybe he's 285 pounds-ish. When he's uh you know fully done growing and, and is, is is he too close in kind of timeline to Zane Durant? Um, and I know that you can take as many exceptions as you want to the rule, but eventually you probably don't want to stack those guys. So does that enter your um, kind of process of information when it comes to Porter and his size? Given that Penn State already has one of those guys that's a unique athlete on the defensive line, and is that a fair comparison? First, I mean, it, it didn't until just the second. <laughs> you got uh, <laughs> you. You don't want to take too many guys that are like in that six-one realm. You know, like that. You know, it's not just about height; it's about length. It's about how do you put on that weight um, to like. I, I think Jasir Whittingham is a really good ex. You know, a really good example here. He might be six foot. I don't. I don't think he's quite there, but he's a phenomenal player. Like. It was kind of like it was with Ellison Jordan coming out of Gilman a couple of years ago. Uh, phenomenal player. So, like, you can take exceptions, and you would love for Zane Durant to be, like, the exception, like, that you base this on, but you can't take too many of those guys. And that's unfortunate because it kind of whittles down your board, and then all of a sudden you find yourself, you know, scrapping at the end for a guy or something like that uh, that maybe fits those same parameters. And, you know, you can talk yourself out of it at this point, maybe have to talk yourself back into it at the end. I, it, it's just it, it's so tough because defensive tackle um, you can't really project those guys unless they're kind of no brainers and sometimes even the no brainers don't hit so I think that that's right. uh, what you're looking at but like you would rather miss big at that position um, so you like you go down the list and you've got um, of course Jared Smith um, 
Jordan Thomas, T.A. Cunningham, you know, interior guy that's 6'6". Nigel Smith was just on campus at 6'4". Benedict Umet, you know, those guys that are maybe like 250 pounds right now, but also 6'4", 6'5". Like you you project more from that uh, that angle. And that's what you're going to prefer because like in three years when Michigan's trying to run the ball down your throat, you would rather have that guy um, taking up more space at 6'5", 320 pounds or 315 yep. pounds that can move than a guy that's six one. So it's it's an inexact science, but if you're gonna take too many of one side, you gotta take too many of the bigger guys. And that's yeah. you know, it's it it, it kind of is what it is at that point. And I love I love his hand usage in that highlight video. He knows how to bl- defeat blocks, and that reminded me a little bit, just a little bit of, of Durant, which is why the question kind of came up. Ryan, uh, anything from you? Do you want to end the show? Uh, any nugget? Any anything interesting? Or do you want to just get out of here? Um, he's just a busy man, morning. Uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm rushing my kids out the door, and that was that was not fun. Wife had a it's eleven. Call, it's so eleven o'clock, a... and you've already done like a full day's work. So yes, I, I believe. Yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, um, you know, just just I think this week we'll be working. Uh, I, I would say keep an eye out for more offers. You know, with it being the spring evaluation period, uh, Penn State handed out what uh, one, two, three, four, five. Uh, five 2024 offers last week. And I think, I think it was, uh, you know, over 10 offers total. So coaches are going to be on the road pretty much all throughout the week. As we get later into May, they won't be out on the road quite as much. Uh, but with this being the beginning of the spring eval period, uh, pretty much everybody's going to be out there. I will say, I saw somebody ask in the chat earlier about did Benedict Ume make it to Michigan Notre Dame? I don't believe he did. Uh, that's obviously, you know, getting Ume out to, to other schools and to Penn state has, has been a, a uh, talking point for, for pretty much everyone uh, of, of late. Again, he's he's away from his family, so it's kind of on the staff there to get him out. It's not going to be easy. I think official visits are going to have a big impact, but uh, it's 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 good for Penn State now that he's been on campus here and uh, isn't able to get other places. So, uh, other than that, pretty easy uh, pretty easy day, I'll say. Chris says appreciate all the hard work, uh, guys. I appreciate it as well. Sean Fitz, Ryan Snyder doing an awesome job. I don't think there's an off button on on the news and information. So in, enjoy BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. Subscribe. Get all that information and uh, be in the know. And if you want to have a conversation about it, we had an awesome chat today. Thanks to Corey Smith and uh, – oh. Shoot, I'm sorry. I forgot. Latasha Harbor. Latasha, thank you. Latasha Harbor. I, I didn't yep. want to say it wrong. I thought it was Latasha, but I didn't want to say it wrong. Man, like I, Brian and I will piss off as many dads as we can. We stay away from the <laughs> I don't. I don't want that yes. That's why I said, oh, shoot, I want to make sure I get it right, which is why uh, Ryan, once again, coming in with a save. Thank you to Corey Smith and Latasha Harbor for joining the show. We had an awesome show today. Uh, join us every Monday at 10 a.m. as we talk recruiting. I'm Thomas Frank Carr, Ryan Schneider, uh, Ryan Snyder, Sean Fitz. We'll be back on Wednesday as we break down maybe a little bit of draft, which is coming up this weekend. Talk about Penn State players going on to the NFL. We'll talk to you then. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.